0: of directors or whatever like see yourself as a company like where do i get advice and uh, be very careful who you listen to
1: hello and a big welcome to hot sauce where we'll cover the hottest topics within sauce together with brilliant guests are you also curious about fast-grown companies and the people behind them welcome aboard my name is max Nyman. i'm the ceo of LimeGo, and this is an interactive podcast where you can give suggestions on upcoming guests and topics You can also jump into discussions with other listeners by leaving comments or upvoting their suggestions. I'm determined to become one of the greatest within B2B Sauce, which is why I invite thought leaders and pick their brains about how to scale their companies. However, there are so many fast-growing companies out there and new ones appearing all the time. I only know a fraction and that's why I want to give you the opportunity to have an impact on the episodes and its content. Hit the link in the episode to interact and affect. Enough already, let's get to it. All right, warm welcome, Timmy Lundin.
0: Thank you. Great to be here.
1: Yeah, good to have you on board. And to set the scene a bit, uh, which company do you work for and uh, what is your role?
0: So uh, I've been with the company for four years. They call Sysarb, we call Sysarb. I'm the chief sales officer at the company.
1: Mm -hmm. And uh, give me the elevator pitch. What do you do?
0: So we are working with Pay Transparency. We're helping clients become uh, transparent and compliant when it comes to setting fair salaries. So basically, provide the data that all employees are paid fairly according to discrimination laws and all of that. So
2: mm-hmm.
0: we're taking clients' data, usually big enterprises, add it to the platform, and through statistical analysis, make sure do we pay people fairly. That's the thing what we do. Very small niche.
1: Yeah, clearly, but <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah, and and for how long uh, have you been around the, the company and the markets and so on?
0: Sure. So the company's been was founded in two thousand and five, so almost two mm. decades. But I would say these the last couple of years that we've really seen rapid growth and uh, mm. good market fit.
1: Mm. And uh, in terms of markets,
0: uh, so we're based in Sweden, about forty five employees, but we serve clients like in sixty different countries.
1: So yeah. yeah. Wow, and uh, all of those employees. Uh, like, what's the ARR in total?
0: Uh, so, doing uh, we just passed actually last week three million in our, uh, three million euros in our uh, ARR. Uh, so it's it's, it's coming. <laughs>
1: yeah? yeah, yeah, that's good, cool. And and just to set the scene a bit, you talked about the more like enterprise uh, companies. Uh, what's the complexity in terms of sales cycle, average deal size, and perhaps the ICP as well?
0: Sure. So, so, ICP, uh it's targeted like a thousand employees and above with operations yeah. in Europe, uh, focusing on HR, or primarily our the the profile we're going for, or like the customer,
2: yeah. and uh,
0: sales cycle. Uh, I would say at least six months, yeah, up to twelve months.
1: Average deal size, approximately. <laughs>
0: It's that. I just closed a deal that I've been chasing for like three and a half years. So
1: Ooh, <laughs> that, was nice. feeling. Feeling. that was
0: a great feeling. That's a great feeling. Like
1: yeah. yeah. Uh, Do you know how many like uh, history notes or calls or meetings uh, in total it was?
0: I don't know. Way too many. I think. Uh, so they changed uh, the HR director like five times <laughs> so each time. So I'm going to leave the company. I have to speak with my colleague. But that's the thing, like never give up. It's the one thing you're going to bring with from this call. Never give All up. Right. That's the best sales. Best sales reps is the one that, who never gives up.
1: Yeah, that is good. Nice. Good hustling. Good hustling. <laughs>
0: good hustling right
1: yeah and uh, in terms of uh, like average uh, average deal size i know we talked like hr is the the persona that you want to reach out to is this for the the whole company all employees are like part of the solution so so how how complex is it would you say
0: um political answer like it depends
1: <laughs> mm-hmm,
2: usually mm-hmm.
0: it's like maybe 10 users for a big enterprise but the biggest one could be a couple of hundred but if it will involve like all employees bringing them the data, and then it's a thousands in terms of population or like users. Mm. Um, so but currently, we have like 10,000 users serving 500 clients. Mm.
1: Yeah. Cool. And as you mentioned, it's a bit of a niche product. Uh, can you tell me a bit more about the values in implementing a pay transparency system? Why should you do it?
0: Uh, one of the biggest reasons is Compliance. So now, for example, if you have operations in Europe, there are new uh, regulation in Europe called EU Pay Transparency Directive. That's going live twenty twenty six. It's a long, it's a long directive, like but imagine GDPR, but from compensation.
2: Basically, okay. what it says yeah.
0: that all companies have to be transparent about how they're setting salaries or they're paying people fairly, all of that. So, oh, wow. uh, so it's a big deal. For example, yeah. Tes- Tesco, the big retail store, are currently sued for 5 million euros, uh, 5 billion euros. <laughs> <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a big the,
2: difference.
0: <laughs> that's a big difference, sorry. So yeah. 20,000 employees have come together, sued Tesco for this amount. Wow! So there is a big thing that you want to be compliant mm. and you want to make sure that you're actually paying people fairly, so you're not getting sued and stuff like that. But also, yeah. I mean, like if you look at Salesforce with Hoff that said, we want to pay people fairly. We don't want to be sued, and then we're going to pay them fairly. We want to do it up front. So, I mean, from employee branding, stuff like that.
1: Mm. Makes a lot of sense.
0: Yeah, it's just modern organization. You want to pay people fairly and be transparent about it. It yeah. just makes sense.
1: Yeah. yeah. And that, the directive, is it uh, like some sort of companies that you have to be a minimum size of or IPO or whatever?
0: Yeah. So, they also they it's a quite big uh, directive, but to make it easy, it's 250 employees and above. That's yeah. like the prime target for the directive. So, like bigger organizations. Wow, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's a good for us. good business. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really. clearly you can see the, the
1: hockey stick coming. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. And uh, to to switch topic a bit and and move into more like your role and the, the the team. You mentioned that your your team is remote. Uh, mm-hmm. How many people do you have in your team, and uh, what is the the structure of it?
0: Sure. So, I mean, I'm this sales director. We I'm based in Gothenburg rest of the team are based in Stockholm so I used to live there yeah. I moved to Gothenburg because I became a dad yeah for that but <laughs> all of them are based, thanks but all of them are based in uh, Stockholm so I do yeah. most like coaching all of that remote uh, which actually works very really well um, yeah. but I used to be based in Stockholm I got to know the team so that makes it easier of course yeah. having that relationship yeah. um, and is
1: there account executives like what's the seniority level?
0: Yeah, so quite quite a bit uh, mix. I would say we're quite young sales team, average age, less than 30, I would say. Mm.
1: Um,
0: so with 10 so reps, it's a hungry team. It's a hungry team, yeah, just like me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: nice.
0: But um, we are one seniors, uh, executive, a couple, like four of them, and then five or six SDRs, like book a meeting, mm. folks in outbound.
1: Mm. And do you have uh, like one each or do they just do bulk and then you move it over to the account executives? Like how's the pairing working?
0: Right. So currently SDRs are focused on the switch market, mm. which worked quite well. So since I joined the company, I think we booked 3,000 appointments or something like that. So it's a hunger team, you know, outbound. It's, uh, it's been our primarily like sales strategy so far. Now we're gone more for uh, inbound. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so they are in the prospecting, the cold calls, all of that, and then since we booked almost three thousand meetings, the account executives are quite busy just handling all the deals and yeah. you know, following up, and etc. So that's how we with the longer
1: sales cycle as well.
0: Yeah, correct.
1: Mm. Mm. Cool. Yeah, and uh, you mentioned a bit that like cold calling is something that you uh, you uh, like and and have a passion sure. for. Sure. Uh, was that something that, like, you set up the type of SDR outbound approach? And can you tell me a bit about the like motivation behind it?
0: Sure. So um, when I started my sales career, I started within the IT consulting for a business at the company yeah. called Concede. I know I knew nothing about IT. I knew nothing about the product, about anything. You know, the only thing I knew the only value I could bring in the beginning was to book meetings. Mm. So when I after my the university when I started like working within sales, I went all in. Okay, I'm gonna be the best on call calling. So I read every book, every you know blog post, YouTube, all of it. And then in the beginning of my career, I had a one hour one way, uh, uh, like travel to the office, to the office. So each day I had two hours to spend, like do nothing. So I, I took all the time spending into podcasts, blogs, YouTube, uh, all of that.
1: You didn't dial on the on the on the <laughs>
0: Actually, I do not. <laughs> that's that's yeah. the next level, though. But, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I spent quite a lot of time and really uh, created my craft doing uh, cold calling, and uh, that was just, uh, the foundation for my success in the beginning of my mm. career. And just to give a grasp of it, um, for example, when I cold call, um, usually the client doesn't answer, right? So mm. you come back to the reception and say, okay, Max did not uh, It's not available. Please call back later.
2: Mm.
0: One great thing you can take with, with you is I always ask for your dark number, your mobile phone. Usually I got it. And then I send you a text and say, hey, Max, call me ASAP. <laughs> In 90% of cases, you call me. And when you call me and I started pitching on you, it's way more difficult for you to say no to my offer.
2: Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. way
0: more difficult since you called me. It's like a psychological game here. Yeah. so I created all those tricks to get results. Uh, and I took that fund, that framework and applied it when I joined SysArb. So we started with one SDR, like one rep, uh, then another, then another. At the top, I think we were like eight
2: hmm.
0: SDRs, something like that. Hmm. Um, yeah. Nice. We can spend an hour speaking about cold call, but that, <laughs> <laughs> some people say cold call is dead. I would say it's not. You just have to pract- uh, have to learn to master it. And, I agree.
1: Uh, yeah, it, it's not that. I, I saw a post on LinkedIn, I think it was yesterday, saying that uh, cold calling is not dead, your mentality towards it is.
0: Yes, <laughs> 100%. 100%. Yeah. There's nothing more powerful when you have a conversation with a client, you have their attention, they want to say no, or they want to say, I don't have time, I don't have budget, whatever, it doesn't matter what they say, I'm coming back for you, because I know mm. I can bring you value. Uh, and great rule is the one with the most passion wins. If I have more passion having a meeting with you than you have not having a meeting with me, I'm going to win. It's like the mm. one with the most passion wins. So if all your sales reps have that, they're going to explode in sales.
1: Mm. Yeah. And, and talking about the, because uh, like now we're moving into more the the culture, the mentality, the mindset. How do you create, uh, let's say, buzzing, cold calling, sales floor, especially yeah. perhaps remote as well? How do you like achieve that?
0: Great question. I think for us, it was very important that I was the leader in the beginning, set, set the tone. Today, I do not cold call that much, or at do you all, miss I'll it? Say. Uh, Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> But uh, so setting the tone, setting the bar in the beginning. And hire the right people.
2: Yeah.
0: And um, one great aspect of hiring the right sales salespeople for me is to they have to have two things. The best salespeople have uh, a balance between ego and empathy. Which means, and this is like shit home stuff, the best book ever written about sales. So most of my methodology come from him. But right. ego, like you have to have Donald Trump in you, or like Slatan or something. You know, I want to have the sales. We cannot have too much of that because you have too much of that. You're not going to be a nice guy to have around. You have to have empathy, which is like affection. You generally want to do the business, but you can't have too much empathy because then you will never close. So you have to have the balance of that. So that's what I'm looking for when uh, hiring people. So set the tone in the beginning, hire the right people, and then you have the culture.
1: anything else in terms of the the cold calling like uh, music or, or standing up or preparing <laughs> somehow or...
0: i i actually love to there's um uh, there's an american pastor called T.D. jakes
2: mm-hmm.
1: big
0: powerful um, preacher uh he has a lot of like motivational stuff like tony robbins stuff but more even more power i, I love to listen to him or like you know that kind of music you know something that pumps you up because yeah. you have to have Passion, <laughs> once again, the one with the most passion wins. So mm. if you come to the office 8.30 or 8 in the morning, you're tired, whatever, how do you get yourself in the mood? If you stay, take a cup, cup of coffee, that's not enough, uh, mm. you know. So uh, T.D. James <laughs> yeah. is my guy, L- listen to him.
1: <laughs> yeah, you have to send the clip afterwards. I can send you
0: the clip, uh, You yeah. like, will be uh, motivated.
1: Nice. And one last comment on, on like yeah, the cold calling stuff before moving into another topic is uh, I think it's super important to have fun as well, because mm-hmm. we implemented the things called the talking points. So basically, we want to introduce, uh, for example, whose name day it is very Swedish, right. though, or like the theme days so that you can congratulate the prospect on a random like theme day, which is a good Kind of shitty icebreaker sometimes, but still it makes it a lot of a lot more fun to do the calling itself, and you like break through in an easier way.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I like that. Yeah. Another good thing is to do dialects. So like when you call calls like today everybody's going to speak in this dialect.
2: <laughs> yeah. And even if
0: you don't, you, some are good at it, some not good at it, but you do it to make it fun, you know, spice it up a bit.
1: Mm. And you, then you're busted in the follow up meeting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right.
0: <laughs> yeah, remember that. Yeah. But it's uh, yeah.
1: Mm. Nice. And in terms of uh, CISO, you talked a bit about your your experience, but uh, can you tell me a bit about uh, why you are staying at the company?
0: Cool. Um, I would say it's multiple things. First of all, I think we have a great culture. It's fun common work. Great colleagues. Uh, that's probably ninety percent of it.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, great people. Um, mm. I like or love most people at the company. I would like. I can imagine going on holidays with them. You know, doing things with them, like really doing life. Uh, yeah. So I'd say that's a big thing. But also now it's a really exciting time since we're growing quite fast. And uh, even if the company has been around for almost twenty years, it still feels like a startup, a scale up because we innovate ourselves daily. <laughs> mm. um, so for me. That's, I think that's the two main drivers.
1: Hmm. Yeah. And um, on the culture topic, I mean, you said there's a balance between ego and EQ. How do you empathy. stress... <laughs> empathy, sorry. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how do you how do you stress test that in like a hiring process? Because, yeah, I agree the culture is, is super important, but how do you make it happen?
0: Sure. That's a good, great question. I think uh, the one way to try ego in the recruitment process is to so if i would have an interview process with you max you would obviously like be a nice guy i would like you like empathy that's quite easy
2: mm.
0: either i like you or i don't not like you <laughs> like do you want to buy for you do, do i like would i like to go and dinner with you stuff like that that's empathy mm. most people have that at some sense ego is much more difficult to test so the only way to do that is to diss you like say okay max Thank you for a great call but sorry i don't think you have what it takes if you are imagine if you be Slatny ibrahimovic or like donald trump or something like that they will <laughs> never take that <laughs> yeah. they would always say what are you talking about if, if that's your approach maybe clear you have not understood my profile correctly like they will start selling it again they will come back mm. to me and if a client says hey i don't want to buy from you because i don't have budget I don't have time whatever if you use a nice guy and say, okay, fine, let's talk later, like next year, that's the empathy guy. The Donald Trump, he will never take a no for an answer. Mm. The client says no, he says, ah, uh, you don't understand the deal correctly. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: There is more value here for you. So, yeah.
1: that's how you try it. <laughs> I, I like it a lot. And so you implement some sort of step in the recruitment process to test that?
0: Yes. It's... In a nice, leveling HR environment or like in a switch context, it's quite difficult because you want to be nice, of course, yeah. in the recruitment process. So uh, I want to try empathy and all that in the beginning, and I want to try ego as late as possible, because <laughs> I don't want to like, scare you off. Yeah. but you should ask that kind of question at the end when you, you like the position, do you want to have it, and I like you, but I want to try your ego, so I so, you seems, Max, you seems like a good good guy. And say something like, I think you would do great in most positions. This is a very competitive position. And I don't think you have what it takes. And then shut up.
1: (laughs) And then argue. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Then I I want you to sell. I want you to say some argument that, hey, uh, I hear what you say, but I think you're wrong.
1: Hmm. Uh, I like that. That's really good.
0: Yeah. But you want you have cool. to do it with like warmth, you know, love, yeah. passion, all that. And, like.
1: and I think that it makes a lot of sense to build it up, and then you like stress test, and then you see if they've got what it takes or not. Right? Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Cool. And uh, moving from perhaps the like hiring part into when you've gotten a, a new sales rep on board, uh, mm-hmm. let's like, how do you make the ramp up happen as fast as possible? You talked a bit about the, the cold calling. I can imagine that's going to be like a a school for them. But do you have some sort of a playbook, a sales process that you follow, like a bible, or how do you do it?
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: So we actually updated, that, or I, I got to be honest, we just created a new one. Because we really didn't have a really good onboarding process before.
2: The
0: the bad process we had before was, welcome to the team. Just join us on all the meetings. You're going to learn the product. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, What we've done now is that we recorded, since most of the meetings are uh, virtual, I recorded most of the onboarding sessions with previous sales reps. Like, this is our story. This is the platform. This is the value proposition. This is ICP. All of that. So most of that session we have recorded. So, just uh, five days ago, a new sales joined the team. So, of course, we're going to have the introduction, all of that, but then say, hey, here's a folder. You have 20 hours of material. Look them through. Mm. That would answer most of your questions. Then, after that, we can go. So, I don't have to sit 20 hours explaining story, yeah. ICP, all of that. I have to do it once, record it, send it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And do you, do you do some sort of iteration? Because I can imagine you get a lot of information in and then two weeks passes and then it's out. Like, how do you make sure that that actually sticks? Do you follow up or, or uh, revisit?
0: Uh, I think I have to do more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, so one, one more thing. We have the folder with all the videos, recordings, and also we set up Trello board with like a Kanban board with this is what you're supposed to do the first day, second day, first week, first month, mm. first half year and have like expectations, goals, but also have a lot of like a long to-do list. So there is a very clear path for onboarding. Mm. Once again, so I don't have to babysit, <laughs> you know, but like it's, it's great. I mean, I recruited them. Obviously, they're great. And yeah. uh, I don't want to, you know, sit behind the shoulder. I want to, here's the folder. Here's the stuff. Here's all the things you have to learn. Um, but now when you ask the question, I have to also look into how do we yeah. and make sure that people actually it sticks. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, And uh, I, I can imagine the the Trello board, the person themselves have to the go in and like own to update it, right?
0: Yes, correct. So they yeah. uh, green marker, like cross check what they've done. Mm.
2: And
0: that's how I imagine I'm going to revisit it. So it's like, yeah. Yeah. not you telling me I'm done, but actually see it and test it and all that.
1: Mm. We we started implementing a similar thing for for like projects uh, called traffic lights. So basically, now we've gone through it once. That means that currently it's probably green because we we know it. But then when we revisit, is it still green or perhaps moving down to yellow so that we can like monitor it and then bump it up to green again? Right. Uh, that's something that's going to help uh, that has helped us a lot in terms of like understanding the the knowledge sharing uh, on a general level over time, not just once. Right. Yeah, I'm
0: going to steal
1: that one. <laughs> yeah, do it with pride. <laughs> yeah, I will. <laughs> uh, let's move into a, a segment called the uh, quick ones. So I'm going to shoot some uh, quick questions and I want some quick answers. All right, let's go. Let's go. All right. Favorite tool in your revenue tech stack?
0: It's <laughs> Okay.
1: <laughs> and if you were to give one advice in cold calling, what would that be? Uh,
0: Call sea level, the big shots, the big fish. Don't go for the easy ones.
1: And uh, if you were to give one like general sales advice, what would that be?
0: Get mentors, and uh, monitor them, and study them, and do the same way. Longer answer. Same way you call call prospects, call call mentors. Go to LinkedIn. Find the C-level best sales guys, so, uh, persons in, in Sweden, for example.
2: Mm.
0: Reach out to them, buy them lunch, study them. Very easy.
1: Mm. Yep. Yeah. That's good. like <laughs> it. And uh, one thing you use uh, ChatGPT for?
0: Uh, l- last thing was uh, a recruitment ad. Mm. Yeah.
1: And And uh, if I were to ask your team, which question does Timmy ask the most? What would they say?
0: <laughs> uh, actually, I'm going to say, "Did you have a good day? Like, how are you no. doing?" Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. that's, that's good. How, how Nothing you? about the pipeline no, or no,
0: no. No, where where yeah. are you in life? Are you feeling good?
1: Mm-hmm. And uh, perhaps uh, then, last but not least, best advice for young people starting their career.
2: Mm.
0: I would say doing the work, it's way easier to put down the hours and do the hard work in the beginning. So uh, go all in in the beginning because you're going to build a foundation and then you can rely on that a little bit later in life, maybe life gets tough, we get kids or whatever. Um, Study the best. First question you should ask at the new position is, who's the best? That's what I did when I started my first job. Who's the best? They said, it's Sebastian. I called, first thing I did, I called him. I was based yeah. in Stockholm. He was in the Gothenburg. Next week, I was down to him. I visited him and he said, you can stay in my place. You can sleep on my couch. I said, fine. Love we'll that. <laughs> Find out that we had read the same books, studied the same mentors, all of that, like Tony Robbins, all of that. Uh, yeah. And we became really, really good friends. And my first thought was, I just going to pass him. <laughs> yeah. uh, did how much are you doing? Of course, man. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> nice. I, he he
0: said what he did in sales. I thought that's going to be impossible, but I'm going to give it a try. Uh, I hope he listens. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it took like 12, uh, 12 months, 14 months, and I actually passed him. And I think the big thing was that I only went for the big fish, only went for the biggest clients, mm. uh, and uh, I worked quite a lot every weekend, every night, you know, because I was single, had no responsibilities, was work, you know. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, that's good. That's yeah, <laughs> it's a good story that you yeah. call him up and then went to his place and uh, <laughs> slept on the on the coach yeah. that uh, or the sofa. That's a that's short everything.
0: version of the story, but it's it's sort of true. It was that, yeah. it was kind of that way. Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, that's awesome yeah nice and uh, let's move from the quick seg, uh, segment you did well and Thanks. move on to I want to talk a bit about the mentors um, because you, you mentioned uh, before we started hitting record a bit about like a personal board or like personal development uh, can you tell me a bit about uh, about that
0: sure uh, I would say it's two aspects to that first one thing I would recommend is to get a personal board of directors or whatever like see yourself as a company like yeah. Where do I get advice? And uh, be very careful who you listen to. So, f- look at people. Look at the fruit of what the results. So you're not only going for image or what car they're driving and stuff like that, but like really, how's the family? Do the kids love them? Uh, stuff like that. Uh, yeah. But also, do they? Where are they in life? So I have two two friends that are in my, I would say board or whatever. We meet once yeah. every six months. And we've been doing so now for four years, approximately. Mm -hmm. And we spend a full day together, and everybody gets a third of the day each. Mm -hmm. And I can bring my questions, what I'm struggling with, and they're going to give me feedback and guidance. Mm -hmm. The first time we met, because we've been friends for quite some time, the first time we met, there was some filters to it. (laughs) Now we're going to meet, no filters. This is my challenge, yes, this is what I'm going through. Which is great. So that's one thing. The other thing is to get like not get a board, but also get mentors. And don't only get a mentor, one mentor, but like one mentor for like your finance, for your like your spiritual health, for your business, sales, whatever you have, family. And always be looking for new mentors. Is nothing. So yeah.
1: I like that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you mentioned one approach which was uh, like cold calling these or just like doing outreach saying, hey, I want to buy you lunch or whatever. But uh, for a person that perhaps only has one mentor or even zero, Mm -hmm. how do you get started? What's the best approach?
0: Uh, The best approach is to say to your friends and family in in the closest circle that you're looking for a mentor. Yeah. You just open up, hey, I'm single, if that's the picture, it's like, I'm single, I'm open for dating. Yeah. <laughs> same same way. Say, hey, I'm looking for a mentor. Hey, Max, do you know everybody? Start asking people and
1: yeah. they will
0: introduce you to people, hopefully. It's very easy to get started. That's the way you get started. Yeah. Or if you're a bit uh, viral like me, <laughs> yeah. go to LinkedIn, find the CEO of Microsoft and then pick the phone and call them, or her
1: but that's how did it go
0: uh, (laughs) that's just an example but
2: that's
0: what I did so I mean in the beginning of my career I met um, a lot of like senior sales executives that I cold called or like reached out to on LinkedIn
2: yeah Hmm? that's that's super
0: that's also interesting because everybody wants to meet me because everybody wants to share the story when a young guy I was 22 when I started my career everybody thought okay this young dude called me of course I can have lunch with him
1: why not yeah and it's a cheap what is it like 15 euros of a, of a lunch and right. then advice That's for right. a lifetime right
0: yeah right yeah
1: yeah And
0: some of them are still my friends So yeah,
1: yeah. that is cool but yeah. but one, one thing on the like mentor topic because uh, as you say it's a bit like dating and it's a bit like relationships and like running a company every phase of the company has its stage. Would you say that mentors are perhaps not meant to be forever? That also your mentors are part of your like current role or current career path. And you mentioned like not only career mentors, but family advice and so on. How do you like perhaps remove one mentor and move on to the next like chapter? (laughs) Is that something sensitive or or how does that work?
0: No, not at all. I would say it's my mentors. I never asked like, can you be my mentor? It's not been that transactional. It's more been, can I buy you a lunch?
1: Mm.
0: Uh, Then uh, I get to buy somebody a lunch and we have a nice conversation about highs and lows, and then I say, hey, I would would like to have another lunch or dinner. Or can we go play tennis together or whatever? And then six months down the road, they say, I'm going to have a birthday party. Do you want to come? I said, sure. Mm. So so that's been more, more about building relationships. And some of them started as mentors, they ended up as friends. Um, and I have mentors that's been like sixty years plus, but also like thirty years plus. And the, the ones that have been thirty years, they've probably been more like like my friends in the latest years. Um. And I, I don't think it's, I think that's key. I don't think you should ask somebody, "Can you be my mentor?" Because then it's like transactional, and it's like more stuff. No. It's more relationship and study people. Uh, no.
1: But as you said, it's a bit like dating. You don't go just asking someone, do you want to get together? It's like we <laughs> got to learn each other and then see what yeah. happens.
0: Yeah, sure. It's the same thing. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And talking about mentorship, obviously, it ties into the personal development of things. You mentioned a lot of books, podcasts, or, or similar things. Uh, what do you do? Or perhaps what does your team do or SysArb even in order to like continue the learning curve?
0: Mm-hmm. So I started with for myself um, i I always been a slow reader. I tried to read books, but it's I never finished them <laughs> so I usually go for more for podcasts, but not like the commercial ones, but the more that's are very practical and stuff like that uh, yeah. I spend a lot of time on YouTube blogs all of that and that's been the core of how I spend my days since the last ten years I would say um I also acquired, uh, purchased quite a lot of webinars and you know online courses. Yeah, uh, I think I, sp- I think I, sp- I calculated on that I think I spent like three thousand three thousand hours in personal development the last ten years.
2: Wow, it's, like,
0: it, it's a couple of hours per day. Today it's no. much more difficult because I have a two year old son and a wife, you know, obligation stuff like that. It's way yeah. harder. So, what I said earlier, in the beginning of career, go all in, uh, and I put in my calendar. Like between five o'clock and six o'clock each day, for example, I spend yeah. time just studying.
1: Because when you're
0: university, yeah. you spend time, of course, studying for your exams, all of that. Then you start working, and then you never read a book again in your whole life. <laughs> yeah. You Never spend time on studying. So get that in your calendar. Um, not everybody, once again, are wired like me, You want to do like that. So in my sales team, uh, I want to be a role model. I want to do do me. But I have, for example, bought books that we everybody read together, and then we had review them together, stuff like that. Somebody likes that. Somebody do not like that. They <laughs> don't yeah. have the pressure because not everybody into reading books. I would say if, as a sales manager, it's it's difficult for me to, uh, I want to force it onto them. I don't yeah. want to force it all. I put it on your throat,
1: <laughs> listen yeah.
0: to this, do this, it's more, I want <clears throat> to recommend materials and then it's up for them to do what they want with it.
1: Mm. And do you do some sort of knowledge sharing uh, in your team? Because I mean, sales, it's all about evaluating your wins and your losses and listening to calls, meetings. Uh, how, how do you work with that?
0: So we try to do it as often as possible. So, like we have stand up on Mondays every week. I yeah. we try to bring somebody on board. It could be somebody from the customer success. So it could be a, a client. It could be our CEO. It could be whoever. Somebody sharing a topic. Mm. And we actually on a, from the, the company level we're going to do ev- 1 hour every second week now what we call Sub academy it's going to be an online ongoing course right
2: uh-huh.
0: we're we'll going to invite speakers on different topics since our industry is changing quite dramatically at the moment it's very tough for us to keep up mm-hmm. so we're going to do and it's yeah, you don't have to come but it's going to be an invitation but uh, we, i guess we expect most people to show up yeah uh, but once again, put it in a calendar. Uh, it's mm. a great thing.
1: Mm. No, but, uh, that's good. I like, in, like inviting uh, people from different uh, departments. And uh, would you say that the the agenda for that hour is going to be set in stone or is it going to be a bit more loose?
0: Uh, we have done both. So the ones that are going to be every second week, that's going to be a, a very tight agenda. So maybe we'll bring you, Max, on board and <laughs> speak about sales. Yeah, of course. 30 minutes. <laughs> bring, you, bring us what you got. Uh, yeah. I also done for my team, the sales team, uh, Lunch and learns, and it's been for an hour. And then I invited people in my network, and then that I'm inspired to listen to, and say, "Hey, you get an hour, say whatever you want.
2: We're
0: gonna yeah. ask you questions." But and they tell the story, they tell like learnings, big wins, big losses. And uh, that's been very inspirational and inspiring. And yeah, that's been great. We should do that again. Yeah. <laughs> we did that last year
1: nice I think the most difficult thing about those like sessions if it's only you is the accountability because something else comes up and then you prioritize that and then it just ends up being a slot in your calendar that Mm -hmm. you ignore so you have to have people on board to make it happen I think yeah totally agree Mm uh nice it's time to wrap up a bit and uh, i was wondering talking about the um uh, the sauce industry and like mentors and everything uh, i have a good feeling that you're about to bring me a couple of nice names uh, (laughs) for people to to bring onto the podcast do you have any recommendations
0: uh i have a lot what do you want (laughs) Uh,
1: i mean some sort of revenue leader in europe but it can also be outside of europe
0: sure so, I think one, one, one name, I don't I don't think it's been on your podcast yet, but Simastrin Bay I think, could be a good one. He's been with Klarna, but he mm-hmm. now with uh, Froda. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, he's one I look up to a lot and learn a lot from. Packling yep. Valley, mutual friend of ours, could probably win another yeah, one. Definitely. Um, I think that's a good start. Uh, there's one yep. more guy, I guess, going to find his name. Um there's several actually, but I don't know if you know Freddy Carlson. He used uh, no. He's, he used to work for HubSpot and been a competitor of yours. Uh, so mm. <laughs> he's one. Yeah, of that's always great, interesting.
1: He's,
2: he's,
0: I think he's actually he's one of the best sales reps I met. He had such a great process. So when he was at HubSpot in. He, he he did a really really good job, I would say. Yeah. And, uh, did he, he succeed
1: in uh, selling to you guys or?
0: 100%. Yeah. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he's now head of sales at Invice. It's uh, I think it's like a consulting firm. He used to be a sales oh. force, Viner, etc.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, three really good candidates. Yeah. Awesome. Um, Thanks a lot. I'm going to do a bit of, of a summary, and uh, it's going to be tight to squeeze it down to three uh, key takeaways only. Uh, but um, one thing that I'm taking with me is definitely the like testing the ego in the application process. So basically doing some sort of this, but in a humble way at the yeah. very, very end. Yeah, we
0: can practice uh, if you want to. Cause, yeah, yeah, yeah let's one. do it. <laughs>
1: um, another one is, uh, I would say, the the mentors, and perhaps like... The older mentors uh, to just call, call and uh, get multiple, perhaps for the different purposes as well. I think that's super, super relevant. Mm. And then the last takeaway, and I'm, I'm this, I've decided to split it a bit, but not maybe mentors, but rather like advice buddies, and set up some sort of routine for that. And perhaps if you want to start professional or start leisure, and move it a bit uh, back and forth. Yeah, uh, those are my main uh, key takeaways and I think uh, super, super good advice Love that. Awesome
0: Thank you for a great conversation, it's been very exciting we should do another one
1: <laughs> Yeah, definitely, Yeah, as you said, I think we can talk for a bunch of hours.
0: Yeah, next time I want to ask you questions. <laughs>
1: yeah, hit it Awesome, Timmy, thank you so much for taking the time to to join me and share your insights and uh, I wish you and Sysarb uh, uh, all the best going forward Thank you so much Bye.
0: Take care. Ciao. Hi. Now you got me hitting the phones. I'm in sales.
1: I love hitting the phones. One call close. All right. Shifting the focus to you that's been listening. Just want to remind you that this is an interactive podcast. So hit the link in the episode description. There you can join the discussion with other listeners and comment on episodes. You can also submit ideas for upcoming guests, topics, or simply upvote what other people have already suggested. Also, if you enjoyed this podcast, please share it to someone that might be curious, friends, coworker, or that random person in your LinkedIn feed. Last but not least, liberating. If you enjoyed it, while we're at it, add me only lead theme to see short video clips from the podcast and enjoy the rest of your day. See Last quarter, I smashed my quota. A short memory, I forgot what I sold got. Sales pro wisdom, like Yoda. I want to witch my prospects. Let's phone up. Hi, now you got me hitting the phones, I'm in sales, I love hitting the phone. One call closed while sitting at home. I'm in sales, I love in the phones. Gotta hit the phone. Last quarter I smashed my quota short memory, I forgot what I soldier. Oh, sales pro wisdom like Yoda, I wanna witch my prospects, set your phone up. Hi. Now you got me hitting the phones, I'm in sales, I love hitting the phones Gotta hit the phone One call closer while sitting at home. I'm in sales, I love hitting the phones Gotta hit the phone